Saturday mornings at your service. It's Welcome to Health. Greatest Grains and the Welcome to Health Center bring you Dr. Kurt Rexroth, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Dr. Rexroth is here to answer your questions about chiropractic, nutrition, or healthy weight loss. So give Dr. Rexroth a call at 344-1420, or you can find him online at welcometohealth.com. And now here's Dr. Kurt Rexroth. You know, I don't know if it's a good thing or not when I see Maurice on the other side of the glass over there laughing at me. But uh, yeah, that's what he does most Saturday mornings. I mean, he's got his thumb up right now saying, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> well, I, I guess he has some kind of reason because before I get on the air, I'm like dancing, I'm stretching, I'm shadow boxing, I'm doing all this stuff to get my head ready to talk to you folks out there in the, the glorious Quad Cities. And, um, you know, but... It occurs to me that there is a question. The question is, when is it not a good idea to exercise? And, um, you know, I, I first, first, of course, came up with a, an obvious answer. You don't start exercising when your wife is bringing up serious matters, you know, that she really wants to talk about. That's not a good idea. And there's a whole, you know, I could just go into that for a long time and talk about it. But there's, a, there's actually a more important place well, you don't want to exercise. Um, and I'll just go through a, a short list here. One of the things you don't want to exercise is when you've got injured muscles. One of the things that a lot of patients do when they injure their back, for example, their low back, they stretch and they try to exercise it. And, you know, sometimes that works. It Sometimes it helps. And sometimes it seems to help for a little while. But then after a while, you know, you realize, oh, gosh, you know, this just thing just keeps coming back. And uh, so I would caution you, one of the things you probably don't want to do before you get some advice on what's actually wrong is exercise a muscle injury. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the things that I, that I have to give, advice that I have to give patients a lot is that when uh, they come in, I, of course, ask them what they were doing when they noticed the pain, et cetera, et cetera, um, and just to find out the kind of the etiology or the history of the problem. And one of the things that happens very often is they don't remember how the problem came about. Um, then I say, well, what were you doing two days before the injury? And they think about it and they say, well, I, was, I guess I was cleaning the garage out. I said, did you lift a lot of things and move a lot of things? Well, yeah, I did. Uh, but, Doc, that doesn't have anything to do with it because what happened was I was in the bathroom this morning and I picked up my toothbrush and all of a sudden I was on the floor. I couldn't move. My back pain was so severe. And then I have to go through the explanation. I said, well, two days ago when you were moving those boxes around and things, you actually damaged a muscle. You damaged your back or you actually also you could have pinched a nerve. Uh, because a lot of people are just on the edge of things. They've got a joint that is inflamed a little bit. They make the wrong move. The joint sack around the joint. The joint swells up, and it presses right into a nerve, and that nerve then starts expressing. And you can almost imagine this, and this kind of uh, is kind of the explanation of what happens. The Again, the joint is irritated. It's been jammed or crushed somehow, and, and then it starts swelling up. And the sac swells right into the nerve, and the nerve impulse was going like this. Okay, but then that is just enough 
that the muscles, you know, the, the impulse goes to the muscle and the muscle just tenses up a little bit just in order to hold your posture, right? But then what happens? It gets worse. And now it's going... And the muscle spasms, the muscle gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter, and, tighter, and it just sits there and it can't relax because the nerve's telling it to spasm, the nerve's telling it to tighten real tight. And after a while, the muscle starts getting sick and the muscle starts aching. Just, you know, imagine trying to hold a bowling ball up out, outstretched from your body there in your hand. I mean, eventually those muscles would get so tired and then they would start aching and then they would start hurting, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's the explanation of what happens very often when you are you have an injured um, joint, the joint swells, that irritates the nerve, the nerve starts sending more impulses, and then as those impulses spasm the muscle and that muscle gets so tight and it's not even allowed to loosen up because why? Because the nerve's telling it to do what it's, you know, and the nerve keeps going and the muscle keeps spasming. Now you've got really bad back pain. And the question is, of course, well, what's the solution to that? What is the solution? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But first of all, I want to remind you that we've got a weight loss seminar on Tuesday evening. Kind of a big jump here. Tuesday evening at 630 in the evening, and we will tell you all about how to normalize your physiology. To, in order to lose weight, to lose it, and you can lose it permanently. Our goal in our weight loss program is to get you to a point where you maintain your goal weight for the rest of your life. Tuesday evening at 6.30, that's the program you want to hear about, and we go through it all. And by the way, it is free, gratis, just a gift to you. Uh, whether you sign up for our program or not, it's still great information for any kind of weight loss journey. So please come over and, and take a look at it at 6.30. About the joint being irritated, you know, you've cleaned your garage, you kind of leaned over in a bad position, you lifted something in an awkward fashion, and it jammed a joint. The joint sac, the sac around the joint, swells up right into a nerve. The nerve starts, goes from to... And that ramps up the muscle spasm, and now the muscle can't relax, and it starts aching like crazy, and now you've got back pain like crazy, okay? And so the question is, what do you do about it? Well, you've got a, a vicious cycle going here, and sometimes the muscle actually even pulls the joint tighter and causes even more joint irritation. So how do you break the vicious cycle is the question. Well, what we do as chiropractors is we actually realize exactly how this system works. And one of the things that a lot of people don't realize about uh, the joint nerve muscle system is that what happens is that the joint physiology, the, the way the joint works, the way the joint keeps itself living and balanced, is that the joint cartilage does not have its own blood supply. Now, that may be like feel like it's coming from out of the blue there to say that, but it's very important because if the joint doesn't have a blood supply, there's an advantage and a disadvantage to that. Number one, if you damage your joint, it's not going to bleed. That's a big advantage because one thing you don't want is a bunch of coagulated um, scabs floating around inside your joint. You know, you don't want a joint to bleed. So not having a blood supply supply in the joint is a real advantage. But on the other hand, not having a blood supply in the cartilage is a disadvantage because that means the 
the way that things go is very, very slow. And also that you ask the question, well, how do those cartilage cells get nutrition? How do those cartilage cells get oxygen? And that's a big issue, of course, because a living cell always has to have oxygen. It has to have nutrition. It has to have a way of getting its waste products out, and it has to way of get way of getting rid of its carbon dioxide. Because as you know, carbon dioxide can smother living things, and you need oxygen so that it can breathe and so it can produce energy, etc. So that's a, a problem. So the cartilage doesn't have a blood supply. So how does it get its oxygen is the question. How does it get its oxygen? Well, it gets its oxygen basically by it gets its oxygen by actually the pressure you put on joints. So when you or you are moving, the joint pressure pushes the carbon dioxide and the waste products out of the cartilage. And when you kind of rest or kick back a little bit. It draws in, because of the lack of gravity pressure, it draws in the oxygen and the nutrition. So when you move, you're always compressing and decompressing, compressing and decompressing. You know, weight comes off of one side of your body, goes on to the other, et cetera. It goes off that, et cetera. As you're walking even, the weight's shifting and shifting, and it's pressing, decompressing, pressing, decompressing. And as you do that, what happens is you're actually pushing out the waste products and drawing in the nutrition all the time in that cartilage. That keeps cartilage healthy. Healthy cartilage does not get inflamed. So the question is, how do we solve this problem of this joint, joint sac, nerve, muscle, you know, irritation problem? Okay, well, this is the key. You ask yourself, what do chiropractors do? Chiropractors find joints that aren't moving and they move them. What do we do? We find joints that aren't moving, and we move them. Now, what are we doing when we do that? Well, we are actually allowing that joint to reestablish normal physiology. The joint that is inflamed is a joint that is not moving properly. So we reintroduce proper motion. What does that do? That means that the motion now is going to be pushing the waste products out and drawing in the nutrition pushing the waste products out, drawing the nutrition. And that enhances the entire healing process for that joint. In doing that, then, we reduce the amount of inflammation in the joint. The the joint sac or the joint capsule starts shrinking back to its normal size. That takes the pressure off of the nerve and the local irritation that's exciting that nerve. That nerve goes from this many impulses to back to a normal level of impulse. And then the muscle starts to relax, and the muscle starts being able to get rid of its waste products. In other words, you kind of put the bowling ball down, and it's no longer causing the, that, those arm muscles. It's analogous to that. So the muscle starts to calm down. It starts to feel good again, and the back pain goes away. Now, hopefully that makes good sense to you because when it comes to looking at chiropractic and evaluating what chiropractors do, it's kind of amazing that finally the AMA, after you know, uh, 30 years ago, they were actually had a, a, a campaign against chiropractic. But just in a recent edition of the AMA, they said, yeah, you know, um, stop taking all these pain medications for these back conditions and stuff because ultimately they really don't help that much. And definitely get off the opioid drugs. I mean, that is an epidemic that is killing, at this point, 
the opioid drugs are killing more people than car accidents do. So get off those things. And even the people that aren't being killed by it are hopelessly addicted in many cases to these to these strong opioid medications. They say, you know, the the anti-inflammatory drugs don't help that much. The opioids are dangerous as heck. But they're finally saying, and this was in the AMA journal, they're finally saying chiropractic seems to be the most effective way of dealing with low back neck problems. Now, they haven't taken it to the whole spread that chiropractors take it to yet. But, you know, we handle migraine headaches. We handle headaches, tension headaches. We handle all kinds of conditions. Uh, there's a place in the spine where the nerves go, come out and actually go to the stomach and the visceral organs. They actually, you know, therefore have an influence on whether you're putting out enough or too much hydrochloric acid. All of these different uh, feedback loops are neurological in character. So it's very important to realize that the claims that chiropractors made make are you know have not always been respected by the medical community, but more and more, one at a time, they're starting to say, well, yeah, I guess uh, if you really want to fix the problem and you want to go to the source of back pain, for example, then you definitely want to go to the place where the irritation is causing the vicious loop to start. And that is so often the joint and so often the spinal joint that the chiropractic way of approaching things is the most effective way. You know, we introduced this show, we said, when shouldn't you exercise? You know, and we found that's a kind of an odd thing to say because most of the time, and probably pretty good advice, exercise whenever you can, right? Because most people aren't getting enough exercise. So generally, it's true. But we talked about the fact that there are certain injuries of muscles, et cetera, and joints that will take you into a position where you probably should suspend exercise until you get better so that you don't further damage things. And just as a side note on what we've been saying, because we talked about the joint being jammed and becoming inflamed, and that inflames the nerve and creates a command to the muscle that it needs to tighten up, and then it keeps tightening up and can't let go, and then you know, you're in this vicious cycle thing. But when you're in that vicious cycle, if you if you continue exercising or you try to get rid of the problem through exercising, your likelihood of damaging that muscle further is very, very high. And why is that? Because that muscle is in a state of backup of its metabolites, namely the garbage that is produced as a result of intense muscle activity is backing up in there and the lactic acid, the the uh, other metabolites of of energy production in the muscle is so stopped up and so overladen that if you use that muscle too much, you're going to create even muscle damage. You've got a muscle there that is vulnerable to injury. And so when you're in a situation like that and your back is that hot, um, you know, with pain, et cetera, just don't go out and play tennis. Don't go and, you know, lift weights or do back exercises. And the crazy thing is it may actually feel better for just a little bit if you do that, but the damage that can be done is going to set you into a cycle that's going to take you way into the future with a lot of back pain. The best thing to do is get an evaluation from somebody who understands these processes, can actually trace it back to where the problem began, and then can actually do something to break the cycle. And usually you break the cycle at the spinal joint, um, and that's why 
you go to your chiropractor. That's why you uh, call the Welcome to Health Center, as a matter of fact. Let me give you the number because I know that of all the listeners out there, there are some people with some really bad back pain and back problems or really bad neck pain, uh, headaches, et cetera. So let me give you the number. The number is 309-764-2115. And we really want you to call because that's what we do. We help people with those kinds of pain problems, those kinds of back problems. We also, by the way, help people with intestinal and digestive problems because sometimes it goes back to chiropractic. Sometimes it requires the use of a clinical nutritionist, which is something I'm also trained in. So, uh, you know, don't hesitate to call us, 309-764-2115, and get to the root of the problem. Don't just take a painkiller. What pain is actually something that's even beyond any of this process that I that I described. The process, you know, ends with that muscle that I described with that muscle that spasmed. But the pain is something that's supposed to, another part of the feedback loop that's supposed to tell your brain, stay away from that pain. Don't get into those positions that cause the pain. How important is it? It's vital to maintain the pain because that pain is a protective thing. You get rid of the pain with some medication, and you just left yourself vulnerable to increasing the injury and to making that a chronic situation rather than an acute situation, something that just goes forever rather than something that can be um, in a you know, couple weeks resolved and brought down to a manageable level. So don't do the pain medication. Pain is also part of the beneficial loop. It's part of the healing process. And, and Okay, so when shouldn't you exercise? Don't exercise when you have an injured muscle. Find out what's going on first. Okay, but also there's another one, and we're not going to take a lot of time with this this week, but we may do it in another week. Um, uh, okay, so what we're, what we're dealing with here is this. Don't exercise when you're in a fast fat loss program because you will turn that fast fat loss program into a f- muscle loss program. And so it's very, very important that you not exercise when you're in a fast, fat loss program. That is absolutely vital. So if you want to learn more about that, of course, then come to our Tuesday evening seminar, 630. Give us a call for that also, 309-764-2115. But make sure that you, and we will explain that because, you know, so many people uh, are caught in this misconception that, Um, exercise is the way you lose weight. And exercise is definitely important if you're, of course, not injured, to gain health. There's no question about that. You've got to do that. But in terms of losing weight, if you exercise or do too much exercise, you will actually actually destroy the, the situation. You'll plateau, you won't reach your goal, and you will have problems with the actual uh, weight loss, and as well as you will lose muscle. And muscle is absolutely vital to maintain your health. Okay, now, so we got two situations here where you don't want to exercise. But what are the advantages of actually exercising when it's appropriate to exercise? Well, you can get a list of that a mile long because it regulates the immune system. It helps digestion. It helps the the uh, food move through your um, intestines and through the colon, and it helps elimination. It helps detoxification. 
It helps tone the muscles that you have so that you don't lose the muscles you have. As you get older, if you don't exercise, the muscle-to-fat ratio shifts so there's much more fat and less muscle. And if you do, do that, then you are you know, basically sacrificing the part of you that is the most healthy. All of the statistics say that the yeah, there's Maurice in there flexing behind the glass. Absolutely, he looks great too. I tell you, uh, but you, 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 when you sacrifice muscle, you sacrifice the very thing that, uh, in any healthcare crisis, is the most important source of nutrition that you have, and you know that because you've you know had people, friends, or family that have um, been in a demising state. And they get skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. They lose muscle until finally they're gone. And they don't have anything left to mount their their recovery with. So muscle is absolutely vital for um, making sure that you are going to be healthy and survive healthcare crises. So definitely build that muscle and maintain the muscle. I've been very fortunate. I've been athletic uh, for years, and uh, my muscle rate to fat ratio has been stable for a long, long time. But I want to make sure that you know that that is absolutely vital. But there are situations where I say don't exercise, especially when your wife has something important to tell you. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.